small business news, advice, and education. This is Startup BizCast. Welcome, everyone, to episode 96 of Startup BizCast. I am your host, Steve Mullen. Startup BizCast is produced by Endgame PR, a social media PR firm based near Richmond, Virginia. To learn how we can help your organization succeed in social media, media relations, and even podcasting, please visit endgamepr.com. That's E-N-D-G-A-M-E-P-R.com. This week's episode is all about your friends and followers. That may sound like a lesson on how to build a cult, but it's not. It's all about who you should connect with on social media and a few basic suggestions for how to handle your social media community. Business owners and social media managers have probably all had this dilemma before. You get a friend or connection request from someone you don't know, and you puzzle over whether you should accept it or not for business purposes. Hopefully after this episode, you'll puzzle a little bit less. The one thing that it's good to keep in mind with social media connections is that each site is a little bit different. A person you might connect with on Twitter is someone you might not be friends with on Facebook, and vice versa. The trick is to have a personal set of rules and have a plan for how you're using each outlet. In this episode, I'll be talking mostly about my set of rules, but I'll try to present other options. For me, Facebook is the most restrictive in terms of who I will connect with. I have my own personal Facebook account on which I post pictures of my family and talk about places we go and things we do. Because of that, I don't connect with just anyone. My personal rule is that if I've met you in person or done business with you at least over the phone, we can connect. This is obviously because, as I just mentioned, I post some personal information that I don't want just anyone to see. Now, the good news about Facebook is they include the ability to make pages for organizations, and when someone likes your page, they only have access to what you post on that page, not your personal account. This is why I strongly recommend any business owner conduct business through their page and not through their personal account. As always, there are exceptions, however, and that's where it starts to get fuzzy. Here's one example of an exception. I live in a very large neighborhood with a very active Facebook group of its own. There are a few people who own businesses in the neighborhood who discuss their offerings there. Things like yard services, accounting, realtors, and even a woman who has a great homemade soap business. Those people post on the page to solicit business, but the great thing about posting on a page like that is you can post from your personal account without becoming friends with everyone in the group. Now, as I said, there are always exceptions to every rule, but generally speaking, it's best to use your Facebook page for all your business communications unless you don't use your personal Facebook account for anything other than business. Now, moving on, I'm going to lump Pinterest, Instagram, and Twitter together for the purposes of discussion because they work in a sort of similar way in terms of connecting with people. On those services, you don't have to connect with someone to see what they post. Because of this, if you plan to use your personal account to discuss things like politics, sports, or whatever, it's probably best to open a separate account just for your business. This account will have your business name rather than your personal name, unless those two are the same. Who you connect with on these services is not as important as who you connect with on Facebook because, as I mentioned before, anyone can see your posts regardless of whether you're connected or not. However, that doesn't mean you shouldn't connect with people at all. Connecting with people on these sites shows you're part of the community, and when you connect with someone, it may get their attention about your business. Look for quality people to follow who are in your industry or local area who may be people who could turn into customers. On Twitter and Instagram, check out hashtags that are relevant to your business and follow people who use them. 
Now, this leads us to LinkedIn, which is completely different than the rest of the major social media outlets because it's all about business. There is some similarity to Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest in that anything you post can be seen by someone if they do a little bit of digging. Because of all of this, you won't, or at least shouldn't, be posting details about your private life on LinkedIn. That's not to say that you should connect with anyone, but it does mean you can be less concerned about connecting with someone there. My personal rule about connecting with someone on LinkedIn is that unless it's very obvious they're just trying to sell me something or spam me with other things, I'll allow the connection. So that means I approve about 95% of the connection requests I receive. Some people have a rule that they won't connect with another person unless the connection will be beneficial to both parties, but this leaves out young people who are trying to get a foothold in the business, and that just doesn't seem right. Looking at the other side of the coin on LinkedIn, who you should actively try to connect with, I certainly suggest sending a connection request to anyone you talk with in a business or even personal setting. Also, keep an eye out for people in your industry or people who could become customers and send them connection requests. Finally, be sure to log into LinkedIn every so often and check out their suggested connections. I find they have some good suggestions of people you should be following. Before I wrap up this episode, I do want to talk for a minute about a social media site that is about to go the way of the dodo. Google announced this week that Google Plus will be phased out and will cease to exist at the end of next summer. This was Google's attempt at a social media outlet to compete with Facebook. There were a lot of things to like about it, but in the end it failed because it had a lot of bugs in the beginning and it didn't provide enough reason for people to leave Facebook. While it did provide a very unique way to categorize your contacts, if most of the contacts weren't available on that site, there was really no reason to be there. Google Plus has been a ghost town for a long, long time, so much so that I'd be willing to bet there are many people out there who already thought it was dead. That's a wrap for episode 96 of Startup BizCast. Please do me a favor if you like this show and leave a review on iTunes or Google Podcasts. Also, tell your friends and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a single episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Mullen.